Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Nick Ranger here with Slate 52, coming with Koi Wen and Lane Coles. This week, we're here to talk to you guys about cinematic universes. This will be a really, really fun one. We're super excited about it. Yeah, that should be great. Just I like love us. cinematic universes. <laughs> See, this is the thing is that they work really well sometimes, and you love them. And oh, then absolutely. other times, they don't work at all. And they're, like, relatively new, past 15 years, maybe? Yeah, it's, it's for cinema, anyway, for mm. filmmaking, it's relatively new. So the thing that is done really well on occasion, um, Marvel does a really great cinematic universe, but they did that because they planned. They took time to plan. And that's think, the big thing. I think we can consider them, like, the first people to actually attempt to pull that off and do it super successfully. Can we, can we think of anything, like, major in the cinematic universe before Marvel? I can. Yeah, the the dark universe from Universal. Okay. That started like before. the yeah the, the original, original one, one from like yeah, not the, the new one. No, <laughs> the new one sucked. Yeah, with one film, the one film cinematic universe. Well, it was it wasn't one film. The they Mummy, had the newest one. Oh, the new one. I'm talking, You're talking like about the, the new, new one. dark universe. I was like the original dark universe. Yeah, no, was... they had like uh, Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein. Yeah, all, oh, and yeah. they were all like always crisscrossing into each other's. Frankenstein's Bride. Yeah, there was a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, probably, what, like, nine or ten, maybe? There's a few. Something like that, yeah. And that was back in, like, the 40s and 50s. That was really early. Yeah, and now, but like... I can't think of anything other than that. And now, like, Marvel, once they they found a ton of money doing what they're doing, everyone out trying to figure out, like, what can we do with our stuff? Yeah. I think I think that might be the problem. Oh, absolutely. like, Marvel, Marvel figured out how to do it. You know, they, they figured it all out, and everybody else is just trying to follow suit. Mm-hmm. That's the problem I have with DC, too, right now, is that they're, they're just trying to follow suit. But well, they, think, if they find a new way to do it, they find their way to do it. I think, well, I think way it better. depends on, like, how you go about making a cinematic universe. Because, like, in terms of comic books, you can pull that off in a cinematic universe because you have, a, like, a pantheon of characters who have, like, in history, worked together in comic books. Mm-hmm. Where you're just making a cinematic universe off scratch is really fucking hard. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I, I think the interesting thing is, is that... DC has financial success in doing a cinema or a TV universe. I I am on the side that that those shows aren't great, um, but like you see their TV universe and it crosses over and it has all these really cool, interesting ways to connect the shows. But then they can't, just can't translate it to the big screen, which is really interesting. Well, I think that's because like whether you love the CW universe or not. The idea that each like character has their own like storyline they go through, oh, and so does like Marvel's most of their characters, most of their solo films have a like a solo aspect to it where they just grow throughout the movies. Like Iron Man from like the first one to the most recent one is not the same Iron Man we met. No, no, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and so like you get to see progress per film where DC is trying to like shoehorn as much character as you can and backstories you can't without actually showing it. Well, I, th- I think that's, like, the difference is Marvel sort of did it on accident. When Iron Man 1 ended with that post credit scene of the Avengers initiative, they didn't have the Avengers cast yet. They didn't even have those movies written yet. Whereas by the time Batman vs. Superman came out, they had already cast the entire Justice League, and that movie still wasn't due for, like, three years. I mean, they announced The Rock as uh, Shaz- or Black Adam... 
back in like 2011, and he hasn't even been in a movie yet. But he's still Black Adam. Yeah, they haven't like, even, like, they they haven't they even did everything filming first. yet. I don't think. Wait, didn't they yeah. announce that he was Black Adam before they even casted Shazam? I think, it, yeah, I think it came. Yeah, oh no, yeah, that's, Shazam's that's coming true. out. Shazam was like two like years four ago, four months, and he's not even in Shazam. No, he's not. Yeah, like it's he's getting his own Black Adam movie, and they announced him six years ago. <laughs> which, like, hey, good for them. He's gonna be badass. Oh, he's gonna be great. It's a great catch, but yeah. that's just the opposite of how the successful universes have kind of run it. Yeah, and I think I think it's really interesting. You look at like Kevin Feige and the way he's set up the universe. Like mm-hmm. he he said, okay, phase one, we're just gonna introduce some of these characters, and the characters they chose are actually kind of interesting because mm-hmm. like Iron Man and you know some of the other characters they chose, not really Captain America, but they're not like major players. Oh, Iron Man the, was nothing before no, that. No, yeah, movie. nobody really. Care. I mean, like people cared. People, obviously. yeah, of course, people did care. But, but he wasn't a huge audiences. player, yeah. in the universe. So the fact that they chose characters that not a whole lot of people knew about or cared about, and they were able to create these like, like anchors for their universe. Absolutely. That's something that they did that DC hasn't done. DC needs to find an anchor, and they're trying to do it with like Batman and Superman. You really can't. Well, every single movie they switch who the lead is. Yeah, Man it makes Steel's, no sense. Superman's their like their main right. character. Batman versus Superman, now it's Batman. And then in Justice League, it was Wonder Woman. Like, they just switched the focus yeah, every no single sense. movie. Like, I think that you're switching their focus based on... on pre, like, at the, the initial one's Batman and Superman, which is, like, the big three. Mm-hmm. Part of the big three. Yeah. And when that movie tanked as bad <laughs> as it technically did, mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman found better success, I think they switched the focal point to Wonder Woman because they knew they had, like, a stronger, like aspect in terms of who could actually anchor the universe. Oh, absolutely, but that's what, five movies in? Four or five? <laughs> yeah, they've like, switched that's just, everything. Like, but, that's like, what I'm saying. Can, like, could we count Suicide Squad as, like, the main, like, like we know it's part of the universe, but, like, could we even count it as, like, an anchor option for them? Just because, like... I know they're they're moving forward with Suicide Squad 2 with James Gunn, which might be R-rated. I'm, doing, I'm kind of excited about That's going to be awesome. Because he, he's scrapping most of the cast, from what I've yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much doing a whole reboot. He's keeping, from what I heard, he's keeping uh, Harley Quinn and, I think, Deadshot. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, who else would you cast, want to keep? No, nobody. <laughs> I honestly probably, as much as everybody loved Harley Quinn, I probably wouldn't keep her. Really? Because I, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of, like, um, keeping continuity with the comics. Mm-hmm. And the Harley Quinn that they have in the movie is not super accurate to the comics. Margot Robbie did a fantastic job. It's nothing against Margot she's Robbie. She's my favorite part of that movie. She, Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, but the character that they wrote and the character that they created for her to play was not the one that we saw in the comics. And yeah, fair. That's something that I, I struggle with a little bit. But um, with that being said, she was the highlight of the film. So I would keep her around. Uh, another thing, I just want to bring this up real quick about that movie because right. a lot of people think about this movie and they think about how terrible the Jerry Leto Joker was. Um, I liked him a little bit. I Okay, so I liked him. him. I liked him in the sense that he wasn't who the directors intended him to be. So... Um, <laughs> no, there was a lot of that's the bronchitis. There's a lot, there was a lot of speculation um, that he would be playing the Jason Todd Joker, mm-hmm. and everybody was super excited about it. And if he did play the Jason Todd Joker, it would make sense how he was trying to be like a crime lord and he was trying to be like a pimp and like all these like cool things. That would make sense if well, he was it's Jason like he was Todd. Pretending, yeah, which is what he it felt like in yeah. the movie. Yeah, like he didn't understand the actual like Joker, like mm-hmm. who the actual Joker is. Um, and that made complete sense. They even set it up by giving like 
Batman, that suit, the Robin suit that was all torn to shreds. Yeah. They set it up, and then the directors came out and were like, no, he was the real Joker. So, like, by doing that, it makes his Joker not valid to me, in my opinion. But the reason I brought this up is because everybody hates on Jared Leto for it. But that's not Jared Leto's decision. No, he didn't write the movie. He didn't write the movie. He didn't, he didn't direct the movie. The movie. He didn't edit it either. Yeah. So, like, everybody hates on Jared Leto for his Joker performance, but really it comes down to the director and the producer and the writer that they chose for him to be that way. I love the people that argue how bad he is. And, like, when you sit back, I'm like, he was in that movie for, like, six minutes. <laughs> like, if you really, like, ran the numbers. Yeah. And they're like, Heath Ledger was better. And I'm like, he's in that movie for, like, an hour and ten minutes. Like, yeah. he is that movie. It's, it's completely different screen well, it's, time. it's also hard for, like, like, coming off of, like, the Jared Leto Joker. It's also, you have to think about the, it, like... You have to put your own version of the Joker on the table. Oh, like we can all we can all say that it's not faithful to the comics, but like you also have to think about like it's also like creative decision because like if we got yep. our hands on these characters, we wouldn't necessarily wanted to make it the cookie cutter version of their comic book counterpart. Right, we'd want to change it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what would is, you do if you were allowed to write a movie with the Joker as like one of the villains? Yeah, because well, like, the geez, first thing, I'd give him a nightclub. The first thing, <laughs> the first thing I wouldn't do is do an origin story like they're doing right now. Dude, I don't know. I, that movie looks really cool. It looks really good. Looks and really I'm really cool. excited to see Hakeem. Uh, is it Hakeem Phoenix? Joaquin it? Phoenix, I Joaquin think. Phoenix. I think. I'm also super hard, excited though, to see him. It's because, like, the Joker is one of those characters, like, you don't want to know his background story because that, but that's what makes his character. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, <laughs> the defining point of Batman as a character is his backstory, and Superman is his backstory. But the defining part of the Joker has never been his backstory, is who he is in the present because he's so, like, fanatical and crazy. Totally. I love. I absolutely love the Joker, and that's probably why I wouldn't put him in a movie, because he he's been done so many times. He's every every rendition of Batman has had a Joker, which is fair. That's like his main villain, but mm-hmm. like at the same time, it's been done so many times. We need a break. Um, I feel like this has kind of just been a ragfest on uh, DC though. So like, let's yeah. go back to um, <laughs> Marvel. Well, actually, uh, can we talk about like nothing? <sighs> Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but is it Universal and their Monsterverse or whatever? With the like, Dark Universe. King that's Kong and Godzilla? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That's, that's all I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. We, <laughs> we can talk I about that universe. I am big on that. I thought you were talking about the Dark Universe again. No, no. we've got to stop. There is no Dark Universe. There's one movie. <laughs> one movie. <laughs> they what? cast about eight more, and they aren't making any of them. <laughs> I heard they had a lot of problems in production um, because Tom Cruise wanted to, like, he originally wanted to direct The Mummy, and so when they got on set, he was very, like, I'm not saying anything about bad about Tom Cruise because I love Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise movies. I'll defend that man forever. No, yeah, but it's I heard that he was six. very, he was very like pushy, and he was very like, no, 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 it needs to be like this, and he basically like overmined or undermined the director, mm-hmm. and that's why they, that's what they claimed had the a lot of the problems. I believe personally it was a lot of the writing. Mm-hmm. The writing struggled. The dialogue was very clunky in that yeah. movie. That whole movie's clunky. Yeah, but I'm just, it's just like, what's going on? Yeah, but we can go, we can go to the the King Kong Monster Universe real quick because I'm very excited for that movie. Oh, Godzilla two. <laughs> it looks so good. That's all I need. That They're trailer doing, is the best movie when of the come year. Out again? Comes out uh, a couple. Is it May? I want to say May. It's like know. beginning of summer. It's still a bit away then. Yeah, yeah, a, we, we got time. Still a few months. I'm actually really excited for it because I. I personally love monster movies. Oh, absolutely. Like, I love going back. I remember I went to my girlfriend's house, and her dad and I sat down, and we watched all the old, like, King Kong movies. (laughs) And some of the... Or all the old Godzilla... (laughs) Fuck. Oh, bronchitis. I'm gonna... Oh, yeah, we can swear. Yeah, we can We can swear. Okay, Okay, cool. Uh, We watched all of the uh, old uh, Godzilla movies, not the King Kong movies. 
and watching all like like Godzilla vs Mothra and like all these crazy movies. Mm-hmm. And I love those. I absolutely love those. Oh, movies. I mean, yeah. they have such like a like such a a classicness to them, sort of. They have a charm. Like even yeah. the, it's a guy in a costume, but I'm just like, holy shit, that's Godzilla. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, so it's cool. fucking Godzilla. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but then. Uh, going into uh, just like monster movies in general, we had movies come out in the past, uh, like indie movies that just didn't land for monster movies. Which I mean, I think we should have a monster movie th- podcast soon because I love monster movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to re-marathon a ton of them then. <laughs> oh, we can do a marathon. I'm okay with that. <coughs> what are some uh, some indie monster movies you're talking about? Um, there was one that came out. Well, I mean, we obviously have like Troll Hunters. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was not bad actually. Like it was interesting. <laughs> but then we had, um, I think it was just called like the monster that came out a while ago. And the story was f- phenomenal. The story is about like two girls. I think it was, uh, um, sisters and one of them was really young. One was a little older. They're like taking care of each other and they're on the road and they, something happened with their car and they broke down and it was like all about them, like figuring out who each other are basically. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. The story was phenomenal, but the problem with the film was the practical effects. I am a person that will stand by practical effects till I die. Absolutely love doing practical effects. However, the way they did them in this film just did not work. And it caused a lot of problems. And a lot of people hated the film because it, the monster just looks so, like, unreal. It looked like they essentially, like, shaved a wolf and put it on, like, a puppet. It was weird. Oh, I think I might yeah. know what you're talking about. Are they, like, trapped in a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, I haven't seen it, but I know of it. It was... I liked the movie. Like, I enjoyed it. I just struggled with the monster a little bit. Mm-hmm. But going back to cinematic universe. Cinematic universe. Yeah, that's We've the whole topic. We've talked about everything but. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the King Kong, because they, they've been talking about a King Kong versus Godzilla movie. 2020. 2020, is well, that they've, what they are, said? they've made one. They made one in, like, the 80s. Well, yeah, but they're talking about a new one. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about it, too. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be. I am I am excited. Like, very, very excited for that. It, it To me, it's just like... When you think about these two, like, iconic monsters, I don't think about them being in the same world together just because, like, they're so different in their, like, Vastly different, yeah. And, like, design, how they function in the story. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, Godzilla is, like, the giant lizard man that shoots lasers from his mouth and does cool shit. And King Kong is the gorilla that holds a girl in a tower and then gets shot to death. <laughs> okay, yeah, but you got to think fair. about, like... <laughs> That's fair. Like, there's King a Kong... There's difference in scope. <laughs> there's a little bit more to King Kong than that. Like, yeah, if, you, if you watch... Um, I know a lot of people don't like to cite this movie just because, like, it was ridiculous. Um, but the, the King Kong we got back in, like, 2012... I don't remember that. Um, Which one? Uh, Peter Jackson one? Maybe. Oh, we are about to have some issues. No, a lot of people, a lot of people really don't like that movie. I am not a lot of people. <laughs> that movie. I, I enjoyed it because it's a King Kong movie. I love. You're it. talking about like the one with like Jack Black and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just oh, called we King are about Kong. to have an issue. Man. <laughs> no, I enjoy the movie. Oh, I have yeah. a good time. Um, it's one of those movies. I think it was a bit long because I think I think it ran has like a fair. three hour yeah, runtime, like two hours forty eight no, minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fair. But I think it was successful. Like, I think it, I enjoyed the King Kong movies because those movies are not really like they're supposed to be old school, like horror films, but they're not. They're just like fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have not seen Kong Skull Island yet. Dude. That's something I want to see. Really? Real Dude, bad. that's I what know. I'm here to talk about. <laughs> I know. But like, after seeing the Godzilla movie and knowing they're going to cross over the, the films, I have to see it because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. super excited about it. 
and I think it's gonna be like a super interesting take on how they do it now. Mm-hmm. Just because like the scope of how you should handle cinematic universe or just the universe in general has changed drastically in the last decade. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Because like, if you think about it, like, hey, if you were to tell me today that Marvel would have built like the gi- most giant pantheon of things ever in terms of movies and how much money they've made and then like any everyone and their mother wants to make something like that because like growing up I always personally wanted to see like a universe of DC and Marvel mm-hmm. oh, but now that is a thing and but everyone else wants to do their own version of it I'm just like it is truly the best thing in the world for us to have like as many as we do just at the cash grab. Well, it's saturation. Yeah. It's just the same thing over and over. Especially, I feel like two or three years ago, they were announcing a new cinematic universe every other week. Yeah, and that it's was like, kind of crazy. I'd rather you just made one good movie and we can go from there. Like, let's yeah. see how that... Like with, with Sony's, uh, what are they calling it? Sony's cinematic universe of Marvel characters or something like the that. Spider-Man the Spider-Man one? Yeah, that's... that's the one the, without Spider-Man. That's what their actual title is, like, Sony Marvel Character Universe or something yeah, stupid like that. Yeah, it's like... Un- yeah. Um, I have a really big problem with that because Sony is the one that fucked up Spider-Man back in 2008 or oh, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, they started with Spider-Man 3 and then... Amazing, not so amazing Spider-Man yeah. one too. No, it was ridiculous, and I had a big discussion the other day with uh, a buddy of mine, Griffin Sheridan, about how the scene where they spoilers kill uh, Mary Mary Kay. No, they kill um, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a couple problems with that scene. First of all, they kill Emma Stone. You can't kill Emma Stone. Yeah. What a waste of time. Um, <laughs> they do a couple of really cool things in that scene, but they also like when he shoots the web and it like comes down and it turns oh, into it's like a, a little hand. hand. It's like, why? Why are you doing that? I like the little hand. No. <laughs> You're why? describing the one scene in that whole movie I kind of like. <laughs> um, but they did a lot of like wrong things in that in those oh, movies. We can, we can all agree on that. And then, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the guy who produced this new uh, Venom movie, he basically forced Sam Raimi to put Venom in the old movie, in yeah, the 2008. Yeah, been like obsessed with Venom. Yeah, and it's like, dude, like let... Let Sam Raimi, he's proven himself as a director mm. and a writer. Let him create the third movie. I think we would have had a way more interesting film. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it totally switches gears to focusing on Venom for 25, 30 minutes until the end of the movie when it really just wasn't that important leading up to it. No, it was all it about Sandman. No, yeah. And he had the black suit, but that really just meant Spider-Man was more of a dick. Right, exactly. Yeah. But then you come to the new movie, and they're like, oh, we're going to reference Spider-Man? Because they referenced how... Um, did you see Venom? Yes, I did. Okay, I didn't. You didn't see Venom yet? No, but I know the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you, know, if you know Venom, you I know I watched the, the trailer twice, so I just saw everything. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> they pretty much showed everything cool in the, mo- in the trailer. Um, but they referenced Spider-Man, because the, there was a storyline really? in the comics where uh-huh. Eddie Brock, he um, uh, uncovers like a murder, or like a some big murder case and um later after he's like uncovered it and everybody's like oh he's the best peter's like no 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 no, wait he's wrong and like proves him wrong and that's why he leaves because he got like shamed or he gets him like fired yeah yeah. like so he leaves um so they they reference that in the movie so it like makes sense that they're living in san francisco and not new york oh like he's an ex-reporter in the movie well he's a reporter but in san francisco huh and he's working in like TV and news. Oh, so is he like um, like outcasted kind of in the movie as a from reporter? New York? Yeah. Okay. Oh. And then he moves to the other side of the country to do reporting over there. Huh. Which is interesting the, the way they did that, but like at the same time, it's like the whole universe revolves around Spider Man. I didn't even, 
I knew it was set in San Francisco, but I never made the connection that Spider-Man wouldn't be in San Francisco. Yeah, no. And I was like, like, I just hope he shows up. That's smart. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And it's smart the way they did that, but at the same time, it's like, the whole universe revolves around Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta bring Spider-Man in. Yeah, and it's like... I, I don't know how you guys, like, are personally uh, have opinions on this, but, like, in terms of, like, what they should have done with the movie, I feel like they should have been a rated R movie. Because, with like, Venom? Yeah, because oh, yeah. there's no Spider-Man, and there's no reason to have, like, a good guy win. Mm-hmm. I put that in quotes. Then why not just make it a rated R option? Because, like, Venom and soon-to-be Carnage, apparently, at the <laughs> end of the movie, if you don't make that rated R, it's really hard because, like... Killing people off screen as Venom or Carnage is not fun. Well, it's it's a character that literally eats people alive. Yeah, yeah. And it's PG thirteen. You can't you can't <laughs> like, do that. Like I assume that when he eats somebody, the camera pans away and you hear crunching noises. And yeah, then it that's comes pretty back. much it. Okay, I assume <laughs> that's so. Yeah, that's pretty how much I the entire film movie. It, so. <laughs> and it's kind of like it's kind of upsetting though, because like you get so close to that that moment of like, oh, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, and then the camera just moves away, and you're like. That, that's like, like what, what I want to see. I know that's like the whole reason I went is to see Venom actually eat somebody because he didn't do it mm-hmm. in the 2008 uh, version. Oh no, not at all. He, he was didn't. Just a mean, a mean guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was just rude. Yeah, and, pretty. He was just rude. <laughs> that was Venom. And yeah. I, I really liked uh, Tom Hardy in the movie. Like, I don't know. I felt I read a lot. Of, I read a lot of reviews saying that Tom Hardy um, played Venom almost like a buddy cop movie. And everybody else was super serious. And I kind of like that in the movie because it kind of goes back to, like, Eddie Brock in the comics not really know what's going on and being kind of skittish. And um, But a lot of people really hated that. Really? But, yeah, no, it was, it was weird. But most of the positives I've heard about the movie are of the relationship between, t- like, Eddie and Venom. Like, I heard they have, like, a really weird, like, they've, they've really almost kind weird. of, like, romantic relationship, isn't it? Like, it feels like, that way. They're, really into each other. It feels that way. Yeah. In the movie. And I've, I've heard that's, like, what people kind of like is because it's so weird. Right. But then to, then to use that film to make a cinematic universe, just, it feels like a, an odd jumping off point. Well, do you know what the next one is? The next one, I think, is Black Cat. No, the next one is they're filming it in a few months. Is Jared Leto playing Morbius? Oh, Morbius, the vampire. Yeah. yeah, Morbius. So he's I saw, back. I saw a post oh. online. Um, I follow Boss Logic online. He's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite Instagram accounts because he creates like posters. Yeah. yeah, he does the fan art, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he came. He did a poster for Morbius, and it was like a picture of Jared Leto that he took from uh, Suicide Squad, I think. Mm-hmm. And someone commented and was like. Do you know if Morbius is gonna have like a, a red Lambo and like all this kind of stuff? And Boss Logic replied to the comment was like, I don't know, why don't you ask the fucking producer? Yeah. <laughs> and I like I it made me laugh really hard because like it just goes back to the point where it, it wasn't Jared Leto's decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see him come over to the to this universe. Yeah. See what he's gonna do. He's jumping ship. But at the same time, it's also like he's gonna be playing a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I don't know yeah. anything about Morbius, but I just know it's Jared Leto, and I hope he has face tattoos. True, true. <laughs> That's all post, they should have got Post Malone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it. I mean, I think Sony is definitely doing a better job than DC is. I think that they get a lot of things wrong, but the movies are at least enjoyable. I think Sony puts out good movies. Jumanji was pretty good. Jumanji was pretty good. Like, for what it is, a sequel to a Robin Williams movie 20 years later with The Rock, I was like, this is not that bad. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think for, like, at least on DC's part, like, they've had, like... 
I don't know about you guys, but growing up, like, on Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. DC just dominated my Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, absolutely. Like, they like had Justice amazing League, cartoons. Justice Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Was great. <laughs> like, more, uh, more recently, I, I've gone back to watch it because I was on Netflix. Like, Young Justice was really fun. Young Justice Young was Justice really good. Young Justice was great. Well, and then they have, even DC comes out with great, it has a great animated cinematic universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! There's some great movies. Oh yeah, in all there. their movies. Yeah, and Assault when, on Arkham and, is awesome. Yeah. Assault on Arkham is it, great. It's really cool. There's, I don't get how they can't transition like their animated movie type things into like a live action setup. Well, yeah. I, I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay, their theory. My theory is that they hire writers who have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not to be mean. that's not, that's not <laughs> Wait, to be mean. That's not to be mean. Yeah, what is no, 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 Think about it. Think about it. Okay. That's a hot take. Batman and <laughs> Superman. Batman and Superman. How do they become friends? In the movie, because their 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 well, moms have the same name. Okay. Well, there's a little bit more to it, but yeah. They're, okay, they're but on the, the on the root pre- premise, that's how they come around. <laughs> sure. Become friends. Sure. Okay. Suicide Squad. They all hate each other. They're all like misfits. They all just don't have fun. They have one drink together, and all of a sudden, in the end, they're family. <laughs> Well, okay. No, no, no. All right, yeah, I, keep yeah, going. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know okay. anything to that. And then Wonder Woman, she's friends with... Uh, uh, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor, um, because he's a dude that showed up. And she's like, wait, you're different. So they're friends. But there's I, a great war. There's, I understand the <laughs> great war. needs help with the war. <laughs> I understand the great war. <laughs> but, like, at the root of it, every time they make friends in the movie, it makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. So I feel like the writers don't know how to make friends. And I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying. I'm not trying to I'm rag on. I'm trying to think of one good example <laughs> to beat you, and I, I'm having a hard time. Because like every single time in that movie, whenever they become a team or they become friends or whatever, it makes absolutely no sense. What's the scene in Justice League where they become friends? Is it when um, Aquaman's sitting? Well, on it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like different scenes. So yeah, Aquaman's sitting in Alaska, sitting on and they're the like, and everyone's like, ah, he's telling the truth. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's a cool guy. It's like, what? <laughs> like, okay, he told us the truth. We're family now. Everybody hold the lasso and just become friends. <laughs> so it just like, I just feel like they don't they don't get it. You know what I mean? I like don't want to agree, but I don't know if I can disagree. <laughs> well, it's also like going back to what Marvel did right, and is that they had each of these characters have their own movie. They had their own setup leading into yeah. Avengers. Well, we cared about them before the yeah. Avengers, and then the Avengers made us care about them yeah. together. Because, like, I think DC is banking on the fact that most of us knew who the fuck these people were. Yeah, I mean, which they're is, like, you know who the Flash is. And it's like, well, I want to know who the Flash is. Which is fine, right. but it's unfair for, like, casual viewers to go mm-hmm. into a movie that they have no idea who these characters are, and then having them meet for the first time being like... This, 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 doesn't, this doesn't work. This isn't yeah. real life. Well, that's that's the cool thing about what Marvel is doing now is that with Infinity War, they be, they gave you, like, no background of any characters. You had to come in knowing who the characters were, mm-hmm. which is how the comics are, which is, like, the best part about Marvel now is that I don't have to go and sit through four origin stories a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I go and I see Infinity War, yeah, and it's just, just a straight into the action. Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange. Yeah, you get so many origin stories. But and, like, like Black Panther is not even an origin story. Yeah, not really. He's which is what I like. Civil War, pretty much. Yeah, so you, you get... His origin story is, like, seated within Civil War, which mm-hmm. is such a smart way to do that. Yeah. yeah but if you think about it, Marvel's done this for so long. They have the established, like, plethora of movies. No, so I like agree. You could, so I agree. Like, oh, absolutely. If I mean, you like, if you went into Infinity Wars, never seeing any previous movie, you'd be fucking lost. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, you'd I, be lost. I watched it with a friend who only knew about Spider Man, and he didn't say a word the entire movie until the end. 
Are we? Can we do spoilers? It's an old movie, right? I get well, uh, Spider-Man. Spoilers. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Skip, Spider-Man. Skip to the time code that he will overlay. <laughs> overlay on us later. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do a little spoiler. Well, when alert. Spider-Man fucking dies, <laughs> <laughs> my that was the only time my friend said anything for the entire two hours and thirty minutes we watched that movie. Yeah. So well, like that's all he knew. And then like, you think about like even like Spider-Man: Homecoming. That wasn't an origin story. Yeah. No, he was in Civil War. We already. We <laughs> and already even saw. that wasn't an origin. Story. No, we already. We already knew. Because, like, Marvel did that thing that Sony hasn't gotten right yet. It's like, you know Spider-Man. Yeah. Everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Everybody knows how he got his powers. So you don't need to do an origin story. And even then, Spider-Man had his own movies. They just weren't Marvel, like, cinematic universe movies. Right. So they're like, hey, you you know. Yeah. We don't need need to explain. I saw Justice League with my mom, my three cousins, my aunt, and my uncle. And we walked out, and they go, who the hell is that robot guy? <laughs> and I go, it's Cyborg, but I couldn't tell you anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, like, Cyborg's one of those characters who, like, you don't really out. know a whole lot about him. No, you he's have just to... wearing a hoodie and just sulks the entire movie. Yeah, you have to, you have to flesh out his character, because mm-hmm. that's just who he is. Um, I think definitely the, the choices of the cinematic universe for DC have been struggling a lot. But I heard a theory. I love my theories, especially yeah. with the DC universe. <laughs> Drop one. Uh, I heard a theory. So they they started production or a pre-production on a Flashpoint Paradox movie. Yes. Which is one they, of my they favorite announced timelines. that as the title. It's one of my favorite timelines, and this theory um, I think is going to be where we're going to need to start like wrapping things up here. But um, the theory is that in the beginning of the movie, you'll see a, a new Flash. People will be super confused about who this Flash guy is. And then he'll reverse time and go into the, the time paradox. And the universe that we've been following thus far is the time paradox universe. Oh, like they'll reboot it? Yeah. Oh, I see. So so the universe that we've been following is the, the, the time paradox universe. So when he comes, he'll come into this universe and meet with Ezra Miller, our Flash, and Gal Gadot, and Ben Affleck, and Henry Cavill, even though they're not supposed to return. And then as soon as they get done and he leaves, they're going to leave this universe behind and start over. That would be unreal, but I don't know if they would just because Wonder Woman is such a success. That's the problem. And I think Aquaman is going to be a success, too. As much as I know you are not looking forward to that movie, I think well, that movie's going to make some bang. I'm on the edge of Aquaman because I think it looks. Sick. I love James Wan. I think he's a, a, a great filmmaker. Yeah, um, especially when he does horror. Especially when he does horror. And I love the Aquaman story. The issues I'm having with it is one, they've released an Aquaman movie that is exactly this movie, but with the Justice League already. And it came out, I think, last year. No, two years ago. Two years ago. Was it like Throne of Atlantis? Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's like Return to Atlantis or Throne to Atlantis or whatever. Um, And so, like, it was a fantastic movie. And coming back in and just like, oh, we're just going to take the Justice League out, but it's the same movie. I I struggle with that a little bit. Um, But trusting James Wan, I can go with that. Mm. But the trailer, um, it's super, like, awesome ridiculously campy yeah. which i'm i'm kind of excited about but also Stop like it's, it's gonna make me worried superhero movie you're not having a little fun with it then yeah I no mean, i understand like a little a fun book movie. i understand a little fun but like some of the villains look like they're straight out of the power rangers oh dolph lundgren yeah he yeah. looks like he's in the with power red rangers. hair and, and it's two like different dude. colored beard <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude like bring it down a little bit and that's something that marvel's done really well is bring down that like craziness. Well, marvel makes weird normal yeah, that's I mean, just true. look. If you try to describe Avengers: Infinity War to me ten years ago, 
I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? They're fighting on an alien planet. Doctor Strange is there? What do you mean Spider-Man has eight legs? Like, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but they made it normal. Yeah, they made it really well. Um, so I, I'm just a little worried about Aquaman. Um, Shazam I'm a little less worried about. Shazam looks good. Shazam looks, looks so much yeah. fun. Really interesting. Yeah. And I like this new, like, direction that... Because they, they, they got horror directors yeah, for both of their... Yeah, I was just about to say, they're hiring horror yeah, directors. Because James Wan is actually the guy who discovered... Um, the guy, I David F. Sandberg, I think. Yeah, David yeah, Sandberg. He did inside or not inside out. <laughs> that'd, that'd, be, that'd be a twist. <laughs> he did lights out. Lights <laughs> he did lights out. out. <laughs> he lights out the short, and then he also did the feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The feature. And uh, I think he did Annabelle Creation, two, which I heard is actually good. Yeah. Uh, the reason it was good is because it tied in to the original. I'm not a huge Annabelle fan. No, I thought yeah. the first Annabelle sucked. The first Annabelle was awful. Yeah. Um, sorry, James. Uh, I I love your movies. Please put me on your show. Um, <laughs> That's another thing I'm super excited about is James Wan's show. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard about James Wan's show, go check it out. It's called Night Vision. Uh, it's a brand new show. It's basically like America's Next Top Model, but for filmmakers. It looks very cool. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just, I don't know. I, I like that they're bringing in horror directors to do this because mm-hmm. I'm a horror director, but I also want to do action films. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see how they're going to do it. But at the same time, it's like, is that the right direction for you guys right now? Because all their weird. movies are already so dark. But it's interesting that they, they chose, like, normal, not normal directors, but, like, action directors to do these really dark movies. And it's, then they bring in two horror directors exactly what I was about to, to do the, the fun the campy. Yeah, the fun ones. Which is weird. I think it's super weird, but I think it'll be interesting. I think it's a, it's such an interesting choice that it might work. It might. Yeah. yeah. It totally could. Okay. Well, that Wait, is where we're I, going. I got one quick thing. Okay, go ahead. I thought I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about it for, I'd say years, but not that long. It is so <laughs> interesting to me that they're going to try and make a Flashpoint movie. I'm not sure if they're still doing that, but that's what, was, what they were doing a few months ago. Right. That movie is going to be like two hours long, and I guarantee they don't even adapt it correctly. Whereas the animated Flashpoint movie is like an hour and 18 minutes. And it's perfect. And it's perfect. Yeah. And it's so weird to me that they can make these short versions have everything in it and then when they add 50 minutes they suddenly can't put everything in like it's yeah, it's always it's so interesting to me it's because that weird. movie works so well yeah no um i i think it'll be interesting and i heard a couple like people talking about what they want in the movies mm-hmm. um one of them which i this would be like a five minute scene that they could totally add in it would be amazing if as uh whoever they choose to play the flash if they're doing the the theory that i talked about earlier if not ezra miller um and he's like running and he's trying to like reverse time or whatever and he's hitting other universes and he just makes one stop that is off the line a little bit and out this one stop he comes in and he sees the original wonder woman the original justice league and like their outfits and like craziness because the original wonder woman is still alive so if she comes in they do a little bit of de-aging to make her look like she looked in the movies just so that everything's consistent and then they're like he's like where am I? And he does this whole thing. And she's like, oh, she's like, hey, Barry. And then like the original Flash comes out. Obviously, you'd have to do that. With, oh, like, like he CGI. talks to the real yeah, Flash? Yeah. So he talks to like the original cast of the Justice League from like the 50s or 70s or whenever it was. Like the old school live action Justice League. It's mm-hmm. just the Watchmen. <laughs> I mean, basically. But like, <laughs> it'd be so interesting because then it'd be like, oh, this happens all the time. And he's like, oh, OK, cool. And then just zooms off and goes like that. That little nugget would be amazing mm-hmm. in that movie. Um other than that, I think they're going to mess the movie. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Severely. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, that happens. All right, so this is where we're going to end the second week of Slate 52 uh, on Cinematic Universes. Next week, we're actually not sure what we're going to do yet. Um, we're going to... We're gonna try to figure it out. I think it's just gonna be the three of us again, uh, but we're gonna try to figure it out. Uh, most likely, we're leaning toward like learning about Tetrid, who we are as a company, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But we will. We're gonna flip a coin and figure that out, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye.